Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. You know, Carolyn, it's amazing how quickly I forget how to work things. I'm telling you. <laughs> new studio. Don't worry about it. Nah, it's, it's not a new studio. Well. Jordan and I cut a podcast in here um, a few weeks ago, and headphones were working, everything else, and um, I got a hold of McKinney after I got in here today because I was having issues getting everything working right, and he talked me through, and I was hearing myself in the headphones, I was hearing our special guest in the headphones before you got here, and then you get here and everything breaks. So either I either I broke everything or I can't believe I'm about to say this, especially since we're just getting started. But Jordan, when are you coming back to work? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yes. Okay, Jordan, we do miss you. And and he will be back uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, Still battling uh, some health issues that uh, that have him down. But. He, he's still commenting on a couple of the uh, lines. Oh, oh yeah, he and, is. Yeah, <laughs> right. We'll talk about that later. Spronko Nation, Carolyn Binder back with me, the voice of Western Michigan University women's basketball. Um, thank you for coming back. And also, we do have a special guest, an old friend of mine, George Painich, <clears throat> who uh, is very opinionated. Yes. If, you, if you've seen his Facebook, he's... Very opinionated. <laughs> That's true <laughs> about sports. So yeah, he, everything else no, but he, and he has a uh, very good, knowledgeable sports background, and also um, does something else that you will like. Oh, and then we I already to... we already started that because you were taking your time. Yeah. Okay. So we're okay. we're good. This will be a good good time. Yeah, there you go. Bronco Nation brought to you by Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Zolman's offers preventative maintenance for your vehicle. Book an appointment online at ZolmanTire.com. And also by Sweetwater's Donuts, Donut Mill. Forgive me. Um, sign up for Sweetwater's email subscriber list and receive a half dozen donuts free. Learn more at Sweetwater'sDonuts.com. Um, lots to get to. Let's start with Triple Header Weekend. How about that? <laughs> Um, we'll we'll skip Friday hockey for the moment, but um, we'll start obviously with the first game, which was you. That was me. The Broncos <laughs> and Indiana State at University Arena. Lauren Ross with a big game, thirty points. Uh, the women winners by ten. Why don't you break that down a little bit for us? Yeah, the the women seventy seven sixty seven winners over Indiana State. That following a six point win over Valpo uh, mm-hmm. just a few days prior. Two so, game winning streak. Woo-hoo! That's Yay. called a streak, my <laughs> friends. And Lauren Ross just catching fire, and she's always a leader. She will, she has been, and always will be a leader on this team. So the expectations there for her. And she fulfilling those expectations in different ways aside from scoring as many points as we've seen in the last two games. But 28 points against Valpo, 30 points against uh, the Indiana State. And so I'd say that's a pretty good two-game total. Mm-hmm. Not good at math, but <laughs> that did earn her Mac Player of the Week honors second time this season, just saying. So she's right back at the top where she's used to be in there for this team. And it feels good. And we're going to go up against uh, Chicago State. Coach called them a dangerous team 
They have not won a game yet this season, and I think that's why he's calling them a dangerous team. Right, right. And you get me in studio that day. See, here's the deal with that. <laughs> We're on a two-game winning streak. Shut so up. if Shut you up. ruin the mojo. Shut it. I'm just Shut saying. It. I'm just saying. Well, it'll be a good time. But uh, we're going to be heading out to Chicago bright and early. Good news is, for Bronco fans, that's a 2 p.m. tip, I believe. It's or is a, it, it is a uh, 1 p.m. tip. I it, don't know what time a, it is anymore. I, I, I think it's 2, if I recall correctly. I better know because I need to be here. It is. It's a two, <laughs> I'm looking right at the article. It's a 2 p.m. tip. Okay. Yep, since I've been, I'm going to be honest. Since I've been back from Colorado, I don't know. Time is just... Thing. You're I, still recovering from the altitude. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll use that excuse, right? There you go. <laughs> sure. Well, well, the women um, recovered nicely. They sure did. And oh. I think that I don't want to say this is all like part, part of Shane Clipfell's plan, but quite frankly, I think this is part of Shane Cl- Clipfell's plan. Okay. If I could talk, that'd be great. Yeah. But they looked fresh. I mean, yes, we were home. We were home from the altitude, like the the last two days or two games. Valpo, they looked like they had fresh legs, and especially against Indiana State. And I maybe it was just because they were at home, but just being off of the altitude, that you could tell the difference. You just could, yeah. and it feels good to be home. Yes, we're back on the road, but I I think with two wins under our belt. We're going to have some fun at Chicago State this weekend. There you go. And uh, as far as me killing any juju or mojo or whatever, if you will recall last week when I called up the brought up the Lions and you and Tyler were both in my shorts about <laughs> killing that juju, didn't kill it. We'll no. get to that later. Yep. <laughs> I'll be well, back for that. We'll get, we will definitely get back to that later. Uh, the men's basketball team, um, not so well. Against UIC, still struggling from the field uh, defensively as well. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do with uh, as far as Coach Stevens goes. So I I, I get it. Uh, 62-56 loss to UIC. Mike, that's okay. We're going to go play hockey now. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll make it. We'll we'll win two out of three that weekend. I'm I was sure of it. Ready mm, to go because nope. we, we 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 don't. Do well when we lose on Friday night, even though it went down in the books as a tie with a 2-2 uh, game. But uh, Nor- Nodak won the shootout. They can have the extra point. Go ahead. That's fine. But I, Tyler, I kind of brought it up last week. Nodak turned into Nodak. Yeah. They, they Whatever they were missing, they found. And they apparently found their goaltending as well because... We were stymied. They sure did. I mean, they showed off why they're North Dakota, period. Three, that, nothing. Yeah. That's shocking, and you best believe Furchweiler. I mean, we said that Friday to Saturday, but then that happened, but you're going up against North Dakota. So this is uncharted territory for Western Michigan hockey, Right. period. And. I think the response is going to be, watch out. You couldn't pick a better time to have finals, could we? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and we fall down a little bit and pick yourself back up and 
Hopefully they can uh, right the ship at the GLI. Um, they will get uh, Michigan Tech, I do believe. Yeah. The gate. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they'll take on the next night the you know whoever wins will get the late game. Whoever loses will get the early game. Yep. And so we have uh, the Broncos, Ferris State, Michigan State, and Michigan Tech. <clears throat> um, who was it? Um, Tim Stout, seven thirty WVFN. Uh, in Lansing, hosts a uh, sports show, ten to one on uh, weekdays, and he and Tim also is the uh, sports anchor for WILX. Um, he 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 couldn't understand why Michigan didn't get invited to the GLI. If we remember when Western Michigan was supposed to play Michigan in the GLI, Michigan claimed they didn't have enough players because they were all at World Juniors. Ain't that just too bad? Right. Maybe that's why they weren't invited. Yeah, so this year they didn't have to make the compromise on the schedule. They don't even have to worry about the GLI. That's right. Yeah, we just go to World the, Juniors. Yeah. The, the Broncos have a good history uh, in that tournament, yes, too. Yes, they do. And well, what happened, what I know is a few, a few years back that they – they won it, then didn't get invited back for several years, won it again, and then didn't get invited back again. So they, they hold their own in that tournament. Right, right. Um, and, of course, I like I liked to bring up um, when uh, the CCHA was brought back mm-hmm. that the Broncos were still the defending champions. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I remember these things. I really do. Um, yeah, let's, let's jump over to Bronco football because uh, – uh, you know, obviously, with uh, Lance Taylor getting settled in as head coach, um, found out the other day, and Jordan actually um, gave me this info. So, I, I, I guess we need to credit him. He, he is still a part of this show in a way. Still doing work. Still doing work. He's but... keeping. He's greasing the wheels to come back. Yeah. Oh, he's 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 biting. He's 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 ready to bite some kneecaps, right, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> He yes. can't respond to you. Yeah. That, Unless he's in the comments section. It's fun to kick him when he's out of the building. Um, but Lou Esposito is uh coming back as the defensive as the defensive coach. So that's good. And like I was talking with George before uh you got here, that was one of the bright spots for Bronco football this last year, when you really think about it, was the defense. Correct. And when the offense was clicking is where the success came from in this season of Bronco football. And so that is a huge get for the new coach to bring Lou Esposito back. I know he's a big favorite here of the fans in Kalamazoo. Yeah, I've had a beer with him. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, <laughs> So for that consistency to be there also for the team, I think is huge, not only just from a skill set uh, standpoint, but also just familiarity and consistency for the guys. Right, and now we have a head coach that can call plays as well. So, yeah, well, Lance has a good uh, pedigree coming from Alabama and then also Notre Dame. I mean, he's uh, all of Saban's disciples have done pretty well on their own after they've left the program. So he's got a good foundation, and he. And from what I saw of him on uh, online, he's very, very enthusiastic guy, and uh, I think he's a perfect fit. I think so too. Um, now, a couple of players, or actually three of them, they hit the portal. 
um, were picked up, and Jordan um, got this to me as well. Sean Tyler going to Oklahoma State, so he's going to uh, a Power 5 school. Um, Corey Crooms and Ryan Selig are also going to a Power 5 school, someone that used to uh, work in this town. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Hmm. Minnesota. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So it it and th- and that you know it, that hurts. That's that's three quality starters gone. But the portal, new head coach. Maybe things can happen. The portal taketh away, and the portal potentially giveth. I, I know it's backwards. Potentially. But... Well, right now it's taking. It's taking. It's well, not giving at all. But. He's new. Uh, he, he's, he's still new. he's still settling in, and he's still got guys to get. We've this is what have I said on this show many, 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 many times? Patience. Yeah, patience. I'm good with it. I'm the 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 non patient one is not here. <laughs> <laughs> My other popular phrases people know that have listened before. This is this is just all on paper. We're just all on paper right now. Yeah. And I mean, we know what Crooms and Tyler can have given to Western Michigan University. We have not seen Sean Tyler at Oklahoma State. We have not seen Corey Crooms at Minnesota. Right. That's on paper. Right. And and I mean, I think they're going to continue to tear it up, but that's my assumption on paper. Right. Um, looking ahead to, um, to uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go touch it. Georgia-Michigan in uh, the early game, and uh, Ohio State and Georgia in the late game. George, are you a betting man? Sometimes. <laughs> oh, come on. I can never we- get you into a pot to save my <laughs> life back in bowling, please. Like a betting man, right? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you asked Tyler and I last week, and because we've got our teams in it, I'm not going to hedge a bet. I can't. No. So. And I don't gamble. So. But Michigan is a, uh, what is it, a nine and a half point favorite right now, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michigan, I feel, is a much better team than last year. And they've got more versatility, of course, at quarterback. But some of the other guys have stepped up, too. And they really appear to be ready to take the next step. Now, having said that, I watched uh, TCU a few times on TV, and they're not a bad team either. They're they're actually better than people think they are. Now, Cade McNamara proved a point of mine because he ended up whining about leaving Michigan. He, he was depressed that he lost his job. If, if, you're, if you're not performing up to expectations, you're going to lose your job. That's how this works. I, you know, I don't know what else to say. It, that's the thing about, you know, the, the this portal is turning everyone into instant free agents. If they don't get the playing time that they want, they're going to jump ship. And, 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 and that's going to be difficult when you're trying to get a backup quarterback season to take over a program the following year. Because that backup quarterback may just say, you know what? He didn't play me at all this last year, or very little. I, he says I'm the starter, not guaranteed. I'm going to go look elsewhere. I, and th- and that's something we're that's something we're going to lose in in you know in collegiate aspects is that you know instead of committing to a program 
or having to transfer out and wait the year off and all of that. Now it's, it's just not happening. And everyone's getting this big head over, well, I'm not playing it up here. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can play. I just, I, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that the, the portal has is actually turned out the way they thought it was going to turn. I didn't think they thought that it was going to be this much of a massive, uh, I don't know, exodus from these teams. And, then again, what what happens to the players that don't get picked up by anybody or get any offers? What what then? You know, so, I mean, so there's going to be a lot of players out there that's not going to have a team. Well, in this era of instant gratification, that's what we're seeing coming out of the portal. And again, I agree yeah. with you, George. I don't think that that was necessarily a foreseen outcome. Although, I mean, that's the theme of life right now is instant gratification. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've got that's the truth. <laughs> you, you know who we're talking about too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I said that, so I also work in a school, I, I you see that in the kids where they just, they, they expect it, you know, you take a picture and they want to see it right away or you, you do something, they want it, they want it now, 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 now. And that's okay. I mean, that's just the, the, that's just the world that we live in. I was that way back in the early seventies, except without all the bells and whistles of today. I wanted it now, 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 now too. Any kid does, you know. You know how that. Goes. I knew. I, how did I know that about you without knowing you back then? Because I was not born back then. <laughs> you weren't even a twinkle. Nope, I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> I'm right in the middle, by the way. Of I think Jordan and I are in the. I think I'm older than Jordan. Actually, I think but, you are. I, and that's that explains a lot, first of all, because of the instant gratification thing. I'm right in the middle of I grew up without the Internet until I was like just old enough to kind of realize what all that is. But I grew up without it. So I know life as a child without it. But then I also know life as a growing teen and into adulthood with technology and those sorts of things. So I can have it either way. Well, look at it this way. I'm I, I turn sixty next April, and I'm also and where's the this thing's in my hand all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see a lot of a uh, older citizens that have yeah that have gone the way of the instant gratification. No, not it, yes and no, yes okay. and no. But but you know to be able to have this you know to have a phone you know, or actually it's literally a computer at your fingertips. Yeah. Oh, for sure is. You know, it, it's great. It, it works. It's a yeah, great tool. You know, well, and that's another thing we say in school. If it it's a tool, not a toy. And if it's a tool, then you can keep it. If it's a toy, it's got to go. It's got to go away until it's time for toys. We need that around here. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> in a bad but way. I, I'll finish my thought with I'm. Yes, I grew up in an interesting time period but also i'm a lions fan so that's where my patience comes from well you must be patient <laughs> what cubs fan you know I, I i didn't wait 108 years or felt like it though but you know anyway <laughs> i i get it i get it and well and, the, the, the lions are in their uh 60 year of their rebuilding program right now <laughs> Ooh, we're we're he's, there he's, this uh, is the year he's made that mention online quite a bit too <laughs> because i'll tell you what george george is a fan but when they're, when the Lions are downtrodden, he lets them know about it. Well, this is really the first time I've had hope in years because this, this team doesn't resemble some of the previous rebuilds where, where there were false alarms. This, they're, they're strong in every, every aspect of the game right now. And the coach is 
pretty much responsible for that and the people he's brought in. And I'm uh, the first time in quite a few years where I'm actually excited to watch a Lions game. And the games are fun to watch. I need to have a beer with this man. <laughs> you do. That'll be a fun conversation. But, yeah. I mean, we're having well, a fun conversation yeah. here. I completely agree. I would run through a brick wall for Dan Campbell right now if he were in the studio. I mean, you could pull up a video, and I no, I won't do that. <laughs> anyway, but that has been my my biggest upside has been him. Yeah, and it it's not all about every little move that he makes that I think that he walks on water. No, he's human, but at the same time, with the access that we have into the locker room as fans, to be able to see the messages that he's delivering and the way that the players are receiving that message. That's the intricate part that has been missing from this team. You can have all the talent in the world at any position that you want, but if your team does not buy into the head coach's culture, it's over. Yeah, and the Lions have had plenty of talent over the years, uh, more so some years than others, but sometimes it just just didn't gel, and I don't know what happened, but it seemed like they got into the, the losing culture rather than getting away from it with the new players they had in the past. But now we've got some we've got some real talent there. And sometimes some of the best talent doesn't always come from the first round of the draft either. It's, it's, you know, it's just having a good eye, and I think their GM's got a good eye right now. And, the, and of course, the coach, I think he's involved in all those decisions too. I love how this is drifting into Lions territory. <laughs> and we're not even there yet. We, we may have to jump ship. Let's do this. Let's We will go – Full-blown Lions in a moment or two. But um, George, now, I I, I wanted to bring a friend in, you know, know, someone different, not not a broadcaster or or whatnot, but but someone, a fan, who has a very strong opinion of things. But George and I go back um, quite a few years, as a matter of fact, um, bowling is where I met this gentleman many years ago. Um, he is one of the old schoolers, um, that used to bowl back in the wood lanes, lacquer condition. Hey, listen, I started on wood lanes, so I know what those are all about. I don't know if you, if you went through the lacquer part of life. Probably though. not. Cause they, yeah. they got rid of that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Now that would be Bob Musselman out sunset lanes would, would oil 20 feet, check the head with his finger. Oh, more. Yeah. Checked it. More. <laughs> that, that's old school right there. But no, George is a uh George is a uh member of the Greater Kalamazoo Bowling Association Hall of Fame. His best friend Norm Beam nominated him and I helped vote him in. That's right. You were you were instrumental. So, yeah. <laughs> But but it was an honor to do that, and, I, and I'm glad you made it there. Why don't you talk a little bit about, about the old days? In fact, this is where Western Michigan University is going to be brought into play as well. Yes. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Western at one time. <clears throat> In the student center, they had a 20-lane bowling center, and uh, they also had a bowling team. It was a, a club status. It wasn't varsity, yet nobody had varsity in, in uh, college at that time. But uh, we had a, a league that involved – Western, uh, Michigan State, Eastern Michigan, Ferris State, a business school over by Detroit uh, called uh, Cleary College, and I don't think I mentioned Central. And it was a nice little tight-knit group of teams, and the way it worked was 
if we were having a, a home event, uh, we would bowl one of the schools in the morning and then to break for lunch, come back, bowl the other another school, and and same thing happened, of course, when we went on the road. It wasn't real uh, uh, polished like the varsity sports. I mean, they gave us a state car and some gas money and some lunch money, said, there you go. So we'd head up to Mount Pleasant or Woo-hoo! Michigan State. And Michigan State had a great uh, bowling facility. It was even bigger than Western's. I'm sure they still have it there. But that was always a big uh, big day to go up to Michigan, especially if you're, pl- you're bowling against Michigan State, then maybe Central or Eastern Michigan. So good times. And we had some success as a team, too, in that, in that venture. But the... I uh, was really sad the, the day I found out they took the bowling lanes out of the student center because it was a great activity for students, too, and they even had bowling classes as phys ed credits and stuff, too. So that's a little bit of Bronco bowling history, believe it or not. And uh, I think they had a, uh intercollegiate team in the past, in the last few years, but I'm not sure it's still in, 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 uh, in progress anymore. So I can partially answer that oh, in, good. in the sense that – She's I know, an alum, so there you go. I am a Western Michigan alum. Me too. <laughs> it was a club sport when I came to school because I actually had bowling scholarship that turned really? into cash because there was not a bowling team hmm. uh, at the university, but I could obviously prove that I was uh, enrolled at a four-year university. So it turned into um, cash towards, like, books and credits and things oh, like that that's so it. that's interesting yeah uh, but actually and that's where part of uh, part of my um history and love and passion for western michigan came from my dad's also an alum uh he says he's older than dirt i won't actually say how old he is he is not older than dirt but he's old enough to have western michigan yearbooks with the bowling center present in them and so i would look at them as a kid and think oh that's cool he went to college where and i was bowling at four or five six years old and i you know in grade school i'd be looking at his old books and see that and i've watched her roll the rock oh have you (laughs) oh yes i have and she and in fact well in fact i gave you a bowling ball yeah Yeah. i have i still have i still have that bowling ball because it means a lot i can't remember which one it was i I know it was one of the reactives yeah i was just i was sick it was a hammer Oh, that's right. I was sick of it. And I'm like, here, have it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I still have my Western Michigan uh, bowling shirt uh, in my office hanging uh, awesome. in honor of our time at Western that's Bowling. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my. Back in the day, I, George can remember um, when I came out of juniors, uh, I was about I was about 170. I wanted to get into a, sh- a six o'clock shift league. Couldn't do it. There was no room anywhere. Mm-mm. It was full Monday through yeah. Sunday. Well, Sunday not so much, but they still had the couple, uh, the uh, couples leagues and all of that going on. But but Monday through Friday, you couldn't get in a six o'clock league. You had to go to the nine o'clock league and hope those weren't full. So I ended up bowling Monday nights nine o'clock, and uh, thirty of the thirty-two lanes were going Monday at nine o'clock for leagues only. So. Yeah. That just tells you where bowling used to be, and now you know with all the centers that were in town back then. You know, Sunset Airway still going. Uh, Playmore was up. Blue Crystal was up. Um, Wayside, Holiday, Wayside. Um, Wayside East was Lane, a bowling Lane lane had just been built, I do believe. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they they start they were what seventy seven, I think. Uh, around that time, yeah, I was in yeah. that time frame. I don't know exact date. And then you that. had Plainwall <laughs> Lanes as well. You had Rainbow and Vicksburg. You just had everywhere 
you could find a bowling center to bowl in. Problem was you couldn't get in to open bowl unless it was like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or night because bowling was booming. Yeah, basically right now there's four houses left. It's yeah. uh, um, Airway and Continental mm -hmm. and uh, Revel and Roll and Eastland, and that's it. At one time, I was telling Jim earlier today that I, I had a, a bowling handout thing that came in the Gazette before every season started, and this one that I had was from 1983, and there were 14 bowling centers wow. in the Kalamazoo area. And Kalamazoo uh, is really a, a hotbed for bowling, or was at one time, and it still is to some degree, but we have had a lot of talent come through uh, for a, a town this size. There's been some really good bowlers. One that I always talk about is, is George Howard. He was a 115, 120-pound mm -hmm. dynamo. was a pro, pro bowler. had uh, five professional titles and a lot of other titles. He had state Michigan title. When I was a kid, I watched him bowl at Airway Lanes when the state tournament was here. And I watched him. He never had a game. In, that, in this era, what he was bowling in, uh, never had a game under 200 in the nine games that were uh, they needed for the tournament. And then he won the, 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 the whole uh, shebang. And uh, he's in the USBC Hall of Fame, of course, obviously the Kalamazoo Hall of Fame. Uh, also, he was a charter member of the Professional Bowlers Association when it was founded in 1959. Yes. So we've had a lot, of, a lot of talent come through this town. And even some of the guys who never went pro were just as good. They, they, they didn't want to, you know, skimp and save and eat hot dogs for meals while they're trying to win some money in bowling. So they went to other careers. But right. it's been a... It's been a a great area for bowling. And if you want to know, if you want to get a little more info on George Howard or watch him in action from back in the day, go to YouTube because mm -hmm. there are some old championship bowling shows from the 1950s and early 60s with George Howard bowling in them. And, and also and the P very there's cool. some PBA uh, uh, events he was in that are on YouTube also. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, you, you want to say something. I think. Oh, I just... I love this because that's what <laughs> I grew up in a bowling alley uh, on the east side of the state, Bay Lanes. Um, and, but it was the same situation where, as to get into youth bowling, that was you better get on the league immediately or you're on a wait list for at least a season or two. Right. Yeah. It's and, a, those were the days. It's, it, yeah. But the, it's gone. And, and it's, it's, it's very, very depressing. That you know, bowling has fallen off the way it has. It's the sport is easier in a in a way now. It's easier to get to three hundred, and there are a lot more three hundreds thrown oh, yeah. now than there were back in the day. Um, when I rolled my first one in nineteen ninety one, I think I was the tenth three hundred of the year, or no, I was the fifth three hundred of the year. Strike that. Fifth 300 of the season for the Kalamazoo area, November 3rd, 1991. So that kind of tells you it was, it was a little bit tougher. And that was with an AMF angle, by the way. Well, that's go urethane, baby. Uh, yeah, that's that was the first urethane ball ever invented. Yeah, <laughs> it was the angle. <laughs> and it worked for me. I loved it. I ended up with a pink hammer, too, that I got from Ronnie Byers. I loved that ball when it was dry. Mm. That was my dry lane ball. What was your first 300? When? Yeah. 92. 92, so you yeah. actually preceded me, but I was a later on that. But I did pick up the pace later. I ended up with, well, at this point in time, I always hope you get another one. But I'm at 13 right now and uh, uh, six 800 series, which uh, for a lot of people, that's that's uh, not that impressive. But when you consider some of the 
conditions I bowl that on are not quite like they are now. You know? Right. So that, that explains part of that, too. Right. Yeah. Back There were a couple of years um, or seasons, I should say seasons, um, back, I, I believe, in the 70s where, where not one 300 was rolled. Right. Oh, by the way, here's an interesting tidbit about that era. Uh, they were so rare that the association uh, would pay $1,000 if you bowl the 300 game in league play. And a, wo- a woman's side of it, they would... Uh, you get thousand dollars if it was two seventy five or better, and we there were several years where they were neither one of them collected on. Right. And then wow. when the the pace picked up, then it went down to five hundred. Then pretty soon they were given a hundred dollars, and then pretty soon it, that was it, no more. <laughs> I I made a hundred four dollars on my three hundred courtesy of the association because uh, the year the I rolled it, it was it was a dollar a pin from your average. Oh, okay. I was carrying I was carrying one ninety six, so I got a check for one hundred four dollars. There you go. It. Yeah, and, cool. and and a nice little award at the end of se- end of season banquet. Yeah, which are they still doing that? They're st- yeah, they're doing the banquets. In fact, I, uh, well, I know they're doing the banquets, but uh, are they still honoring the three hundred? They're like they're the they're not giving out awards for them. What they they do is they have a program and they list everybody's three hundreds for that season. But there's no individual awards on that anymore. Uh, if you have the uh, high series, you get a you'll get an award for that. But there's so many of the three hundreds they don't they have to get a wheelbarrow yeah. for the trophies being That's brought funny. in there. But but uh, they, they uh, there been a lot of changes on the board in the last few years. And the board I have to give them credit they're really working hard to try to get things back to the way they were. And and they really had a good turnout for the uh, Becker Invitational Tournament this year. And coming up in February is the Riley Stewart Senior Scratch Tournament, which I'll be, I'll be trying. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> did, did you try Becker or no? I didn't this year because basically in the summer I uh, had a fall and injured my right knee, and I was not uh, I was back to bowling at the time, but I'm still trying to get back to where I was before the, the fall. Just just so, you know, that, that people know, because I'm sure most of them, you know, they're like, what the heck is the Becker? It's an invita- It used to be an invitation-only tournament. Mm-hmm. for the top bowlers in town. But now it's expanded out to where the top bowlers in town and the and Hall of Famers and past champions will get the first invites, and then they'll work their way down into different groups um, to where I think after, after they get through 200 and above, it's open to anybody that wants to, wants to pretty much drop in 100 bucks and try their luck. Yeah. As and, long, but they have to be sanctioned right. through, through U.S. And they can actually, if anybody is listening and wants to go that, uh, to any of those tournaments um, and you don't have a membership, they will sell you a, a for a nominal fee a membership for that tournament only. Right, so. right, right. Um, <clears throat> God, I miss bowling. <laughs> you, but, I, but I, you know, I don't miss the cost of it and... And, you know, the last few years, I would come off the lanes, and next day I'd be like, why did I do that? Oh. <laughs> it, it was time to hang it up, you know. I just, it's, I, it, it run its course. It was fun. It kept me out of trouble or got me into more trouble, depending on the way you look at yeah. it. But, you know. Well, you if go. anybody's uh, uh, listening from the old school, um, Doug Ivins, one of the top bowlers of all time in Kalamazoo, is contemplating a, a comeback he's out practicing now so beware Kalamazoo bowlers oh, <laughs> I know that man yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh I know that man okay oh oh and by the way I I am a trivia question kind of sort of oh boy oh <laughs> because that first 300 I didn't know it till the next day and of course Jack Moss oh. back back then he would write up a little you know just a little blip you know anytime there was an honor score or you know 300 or 
you know, if, if it was an 800, he'd go crazy. You know, 700, if it was a huge one, he'd do a, a write-up on it, you know, short one or whatever. But I had the 300th 300 game in Kalamazoo bowling history. Cool. That <laughs> is a cool fact. And the first one was back in 1926 by Dr. E.H. Woodruff. Okay. And I believe Woodruff also had the uh, first 800 in Kalamazoo, and that was in the in the 30s, and that held up until after 1980. That was the first time anybody else got an wow. 800 series in Kalamazoo. Then that has increased too, but not as fast as the 300s. <laughs> no, and, and you know what, I, I think, uh, correct me, George, if I'm wrong, doesn't Troy Green still hold the high series he, record at 878? Nope, it, it got beaten about four or five years ago by oh. Trevor Millard. Oh, yeah. Trevor Millard, and he had uh, 300, 300, 279. So oh, he beat so him by one, his... one pin, yeah. one stick. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And he's one of the new uh, newer bowlers that has embraced the two-handed uh, type shot rather than a traditional one-handed shot. I'm waiting for somebody to and, blow their back out. Well, <laughs> y- y- you know, uh, I, I, I've seen uh, – some things happen when they're under real a lot of pressure. Sometimes, especially when it comes to spare shooting, some of those guys aren't so aren't as great as the as the other guys. But uh, but they, when they are on and the shot is favorable to them, they're unbeatable because yeah. they have so many revolutions on the ball when it hits the, the pins. It just the pocket just explodes on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I if I uh, thought I could do it, I would try it. <laughs> but well, I, I'm beyond learning. Dead eyes. Dead eyes tried it. Walter Ray yes. Williams Jr. is it, actually it, I, he's actually competing in one of his house leagues as a two-hander. But you know, speaking of him, I I was up to Jackson to watch the pros bowl this summer, the senior tour, the senior tour, which uh, Walter Ray is a part of, and he was struggling after two games, and he switched to two hands and started scoring better, and then. Before the day was over, though, of course, they, they bowled an uh, eight-game set, and before the day was over, he was back to one-handed, but it really had to do more with how the lane conditions were than it mm-hmm. did with how he was throwing the ball, why he was going back and forth between the, it, the styles. And that's an interesting technique to even think about, uh, going from lane condition to lane condition, mm-hmm. uh, from one-handed to two-handed. But now you have to have different equipment to do that because, right. well, because I, the I, I do have one comment I want to make on, on, on that equipment. Um, <laughs> When uh, we went to, my wife and I went up to uh, Jackson to see the Pro's Bowl, and uh, lo and behold, Pete Weber pulls in next to us, you know, and, and we're parked right, right by the Pro Shop semi truck. Well, Pete gets out of his car, he goes in there, comes out with eight brand new drilled bowling balls. It's an eight game set, got a new ball for each pair. And I thought, that. That tells you how things have changed in bowling. I one time used an old Manhattan rubber bowling ball for five years, the only ball I used. Now, of course, I'm guilty, too, of bringing four or five balls of lanes. But That's another reason why I hung it up is because it's the affordability it's for me. It's, for me, no. Well, I, the good I stuff afford... still, the, the, it's $200 of balls, a lot of the good stuff nowadays, or some so, or even more than that. Yeah. I, I got to put that in my car here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, more what, than that. One Walter Ray story that I do have, because uh, growing up in Bay City, we had the Labadee, uh, I forget what it is, what's it called now, but anyway, there was a Labadee um, Pro-Am tournament every year, and so the PBA would come in, and that would obviously get you know, a huge draw. Mm, sure. And they'd have all the, you know, kids that wanted to volunteer to do whatever throughout mm-hmm. the week, do whatever. And so I got to, um, because I was one of the better higher bowlers uh, in the youth program there, I got to choose what I did. And that was carry the bowlers, 
equipment around while they were going to their different cool. lanes. And I ended up with uh, Walter Ray more than once, uh, Pete Weber more than once, which my parents were like, earmuffs. Pete Weber, earmuffs. Peach, Peach mellowed a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> bit. This was like 96, 97. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if bowling is great for people of all ages that yeah. don't have a hurting back like me or, you know, kind of, you know, can afford to keep up with the pace. You can get into just a regular handicap league with one or two bowling balls yeah, and go easy. out and have fun. That's cool. You know, and if, if the... If you get bitten by the bug and and you want to upgrade and compete with the big boys, and go ahead, knock yourself out. But this is a game for all ages, and I'm going to prove that right now. George, how old are you, if I may ask? Sure, seventy five. And what was your book average last year? Uh, Two oh six. You know, down a little bit. Yes, yeah, down a little bit. I'm used to you. How about, in how the... about the year before? Well, let, let, okay. I tell you what. Since you brought that up, and since my average was down last year, now you've poked the bear. That that part of that was due to the fact that I didn't bowl for all. Might for poke about another a... one in a couple of minutes. Trust me. <laughs> but I, I didn't bowl for over a year because of the COVID shutdown. In fact, it was a right. year and three months between bowling. It took me a while to get get back going, and then. Uh, uh, but the the four years preceding the shutdown, well, including the shutdown year, it was uh, three quarters of a season. Um, I did make the senior all star team, uh, top five for the four years preceding that. So I'm still in a kind of a in a in a way at my age to come back. It's a comeback type of uh, situation I find myself in right now. And I'm not mm-hmm. back to where I was, but my goal is to get there, and I probably will. Yeah, because the last I remember you, you were in the two twenties, weren't you? Oh yeah, I had I had ten consecutive years. Uh, 220. My best year was really 2011, 2012. I, I, I was subbing a lot and bowling a lot. 429 games, uh, 228 composite average that year. And uh, bowled with Cardella in the city tournament. We won that. Mr. Mr. 300. He's well, that, He had five one year. Well, right now he's standing uh, at 99 300 games career yep career oh he's on the edge yeah he he just he just had one uh gosh not too long ago and put that put him up to 99 so he'll be he'll be way over 100 before he's done before he hangs him up okay it's time i wish there was another bear to poke but it's time (laughs) let's do it yes (laughs) boy two point favorite oh we didn't need that did we Nah, uh, nah. Let's get Dan a Red Bull and let him go. <laughs> a Red Bull, his double venti, whatever, <laughs> straight shot to the veins of espresso. That was a complete, that was like Jacksonville all over again. Yeah, there were a couple of mistakes, but you're going to make that against a higher quality team anyway. But that Oh, you was, mean the division leaders? Yeah, that was a dominating performance. Mm-hmm. And it's boating. It's boating well. That's why people are saying, you know, they could just run the table. George, I said it here, over in that other studio, uh, late August, or possibly right before uh, the season kicked off. I called ten and seven. Hmm. It's possible. That's true. It's very possible. Uh, right now, they're they're they haven't shown any signs of letting up. Even though they lost a couple games ago by three points, it's it's. It's happening right now. Yeah. I I think that that three point loss is one of the springboards, one of mm-hmm. the many springboards. I mean, 
the major springboard is Dan Campbell himself. And yeah, it's yeah. just that continued uh, passion, the continued energy, just go do what you do best. And he's setting this team up for success and then just letting them go, period. And I think that that is one of the major things is that the, we touched on it at the top of the show, culture. And Dan Campbell's culture and what he's feeding this team is making them absolutely unstoppable. And patience. Ooh, but the, but the what? play the play calling's been outstanding. Yeah, the, uh, that that's a bit one of the biggest changes. Look at the other day with the pass to the lineman for a first down. Now that well, was class. Did you did you read the <laughs> statement that he made in the um, press conference later in the week? That next press conference uh, with the media, he said, and I don't know if this is true or not. He was like, I didn't even know that was going to happen, and I couldn't hear a dang thing. And then all of a sudden, I got a lineman catching a pass, and I'm going, "What the heck? This is, you know." The, and he's putting, you know, he's fist pumping in the rest of it. I, I don't know for a fact if he knew about it or not, but he's like, "Let's line up old school and and have Panay as a halfback. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, especially on the three yard line or in in the Why side not? of that, you yeah. know, yeah." And, and who and wants to can, tackle him? <laughs> and he can catch a pass. He can dive for a first down, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually my background on my computer is him oh, diving. That, that is one of the best. I'll, who, who snapped that picture? Did I have no it? idea, but whoever did yeah, is. They caught it. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, wonderful. It's a great photo. Okay, you, you, you've got the Jets this Sunday. Um, Jets are favored by two, I think, right now. If I, if I so? recall. If I recall. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just bringing it up. Okay, just bringing it up. Um, I yeah. If 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 the Lions keep the foot on the gas pedal, I don't think they're going to lose. No, I don't think so. I I think and they prove they can win on the road too. That that's a huge that's a huge factor right there too. Right. And, uh, so I I I feel good about them. And two number ones. For next season, next season, uh, two number twos, too. I, I do believe two number threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, let's just because of the trades. Let's like, just stock up. Yeah, sure. Let's just stock transfer portal. Yeah, it's we don't need no stinking transfer portal. <laughs> just go draft them. And this team looks like they're they're going to finally, finally do something. It, it, and not just not just this season down no. the road. No, and if they perchance can't crawl back into the playoffs because it's a lot of a lot of variables, I'm more enthusiastic going into next year than I've been in a long time at the end of the season. You know, but you you have to you have to think that with this winning streak right now and the way they're playing that um, that they they could just go. Yeah, they could just keep going. Yeah, that would be that would be outstanding. One <laughs> one small correction that. Right now, they're even with the Jets. Oh, they're even? Oh, okay. They well, changed two, up that. Two and a half point favorites you know what? on the because, Panthers. Because okay. of, the, of the betting is going to the Lions. <laughs> right. right. We're not so sure. <clears throat> yeah. So they're even up? Their Jets are even right now. Ooh. And then the Panth- with the Panthers, we're two and a half point favorites. Man, that's a flip a coin. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I, 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 Jared Goff. Doesn't play well on the road, and he doesn't play well in 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 poor conditions. Of course, we need a weather forecast for uh, New York on Sunday or New Jersey. Forgive me, it's the Meadowlands. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah, what is it? New York is in, 
They have two New York teams that play in New Jersey. Yeah. What is wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, kind of makes interesting. sense. But yeah, um, the 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 Vikings are going to win the division. We are. They'll get that taken care of. The Packers try. They should. Why not put Jordan Love in? Why not? Yeah, well, I, that's what I would do if I was them. <laughs> We've seen this movie before. Uh huh. I know. I'm. I, but I. Aaron like Rodgers was the backup. But I. But I. But I like this movie, so let's play it again. Yeah, yeah let's keep playing it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I. I mean, Love came in. You know. That one game, but he. Need, I want to see him start a game and see what he does with it, just so that we know down the road what he's capable of. And I think the Packers organization wants to figure that out too. Yeah, they so need to. <laughs> yeah, so they, so they can uh, go into this off season. Well, all right, Rodgers, we're going to pretty much push him to the side. Love's going to take over the team, or we need to find us a new quarterback in the draft. Yeah, and have Rodgers go one more year. I, Aaron. What do you think? What do you think is going to become of Aaron this winter? I again, we've seen this movie before. Yeah, but I I'm think just he asking. he <laughs> hold, he holds out. He and then he comes back because he can, Be, or because Tom he wants to keep up with Tom. If you want to keep up with Tom, then go to the TB. Academy and go keep up with Tom. Honestly, like honestly, and as a yes, I'm a Lions fan, so yes, I am sick of all the whatever drama that goes on in Green Bay on a cyclical basis because I've already been through this before. We all have with the Brett Favre whole thing. I don't. The only difference is I don't think when he is done in Green Bay, whenever that is, that he goes to another team. Just because I, I think that there's more scrutiny on him than there was on Brett Favre. Just an assessment there, but I, I'm just tired of it. Just play football. Just stop and play football and stop whining. He's been a whiner since he's been on a football field in in pads, and just stop. Thank you, George. Your thoughts? Well, I. I, I agree in, in that uh, I've seen the show many times in Green Bay, and I, I think that uh, best thing Favre can do is retire. And I, actually, at this point, I think Tom Brady needs to retire too. I think yeah. he will. But uh, but Tom Brady proved that he did was still had something left. I mean, you come back at oh, in yeah. your 40s and win a Super Bowl. It's not just by luck. <laughs> Phenomenal. It, it's a, it's an amazing thing. But I don't see foresee uh, Aaron Rodgers doing anything of the sort. And uh, Unless they give him some kind of great deal to sign a lot, you know, a couple of years, then then maybe he'll be back. But I, I don't. I think Green Bay's got to make the cut here pretty soon. You know, and if the Packers made the cut, and if I was a GM <laughs> for another team, I wouldn't even think about Rodgers. I wouldn't even give it a thought. Correct at all. Yeah. No. It it it's it's time, Aaron. Leave. Go away. Well, it looks like he's lost his arm strength. Almost completely to me. <laughs> uh, to go so back was, to yeah, the, to uh, go back to that throw on was that Monday the Monday night uh, untimed down at Ford Field mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been an untimed down. But anyway, I know, I know, I know. Not mm-hmm. going to go all the way back there, but yeah, that I mean that that's okay. My mind that, just my mind the just strength, the arm strength to even complete that throw 
don't even talk about anybody catching it, but to get that ball to the end zone, he doesn't have that anymore. Mm-mm. Right, right. Um, oh, and the Bears? Who? <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I still <laughs> like watching Justin Fields play. I still do. And like my buddy Dave has told me recently, the Bears would be great if they could only add on a defensive line, a defensive secondary, an offensive line, uh, a couple of guys that can run, a couple of guys that can uh, catch the ball. I think he wants a new team. Yeah, well, well, it could be. And, and you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too loudly or throw too many bricks because as a Lions fan, we've been there. We've been there. But Very recently, be, we're just not there right now, so I'm gonna so enjoy it. It's fun to watch somebody else suffer like we do. It really is. <laughs> I'll agree with you. I just won't talk too loudly about that. You gotta have faith. You gotta have patience. Good things will come with the right people doing the right things, and that's what's happening in Allen Park. Yep. Yep. Hundred <sighs> percent. I feel much better now. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, um, World Cup soccer, which I've been getting into, and I was talking with McKinney earlier. He's our soccer guru. Mm. Uh, it will be uh, France and Argentina for the World Cup. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh-huh. Um, CC. I, 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 I think CC might just beat wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Why did I say wee oui, wee? Oui? Is that your official prediction? Uh, I'm going with Argentina. Right. I think I'll go with Argentina. Well, I've been to France, so I'm going to root for them. Okay. I was rooting for Croatia, but what do I know? <laughs> they made it this far. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. It's, exactly. it's one of my uh, lineage areas. So I my, uh, caught my grandparents were from Croatia, so I was just naturally drawn to watch them play. <laughs> Carolyn, um, anything you want to toss in before we start going downhill, which usually happens quite a bit earlier? <laughs> Go Broncos. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, check out what we have going on. Obviously, uh, this is a slow week because um, of finals and all of that. Uh, Bronco hockey is off until the GLI. That will be after Christmas. Uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday and Wednesday will be will be the two games. Uh, the Tuesday game is a three o'clock uh, faceoff, two thirty pregame up in Grand Rapids against Michigan Tech. And then um, Wednesday will we either be the early or late game, depending on the Broncos win or not. So uh, that'll be over on Jack FM. Women's basketball this Saturday. Um, and who are you guys taking on again? Chicago State. Chicago We're on the State. road. Yep, there, they, there it is. Okay. one thirty pregame over on The Touch, 1660 AM and 95.5 FM. And I will be pushing the buttons for you. Um, men's basketball uh, Sunday, this Sunday, against Iowa State out in Iowa. Um, one, uh, that's a 12.30 pregame. Yeah. 1 o'clock tip should be done so you can check out the second half of the Lions game. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, man, I got to work. In, oh, I got YouTube TV. I'm good. <laughs> um, George? Thank you for coming in, George Painich, one of the uh, one of the uh, stellar all stars and uh, yeah and uh, Hall of Famers as far as uh, 
local bowling goes here in Kalamazoo. Thank you for coming in. I, I appreciate it. This is uh, really fun. Yeah, feel free to uh, stop back and 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 especially when baseball starts. And we got to talk uh, baseball oh, okay. real quick to to wrap up for uh, Carolyn and I close this. You go to spring training for the Tigers every year, don't well, you? Well, well, uh, I have the last couple of years, but we did we were doing that thing for a while. That's a that's a great place for a number of reasons. <clears throat> you get to see up and coming minor leaguers uh, in camp too, but then also you're real close to the action, real close to players. Autographs are uh, easy to get there, and the players are are genuinely friendly. Um, I, I did have my picture taken with Lance Parrish down there when he was uh, uh, down there as a coach for a minor league team. But uh, but it's really a lot of fun to to watch those games and um, it it's really quite an event down there now in, in Lakeland, Florida. There, the Tigers they've done major res- renovations to Marchant Stadium down there. They had a renovation done in the early two thousands, which really made it uh, spiffy. But they've done even more now, and they've uh, corrected a couple of areas where you had some bad seats and so they, they've done a good job if you're ever down that way <clears throat> we've also been over to uh yankee spring training uh, a couple times and uh, uh it's there everybody's really friendly down there and cordial and of course in the spring everybody thinks they're going to win <laughs> so well, makes well, makes course. it good because it's on well, paper that, yeah. that, that's because your regular season starts at zero wins. that's zero right losses, you're tied for first and you play 162 games yeah. <laughs> i don't okay jordan's not here yeah jordan jordan's one of those guys that wants to wants to cut back on the season no leave no alone. no i don't think so they played 162 for a reason i just wish they had scheduled double headers so we didn't finish in november okay i'll give you one little tidbit on that when i was a kid my uncle lived in downtown detroit and my dad i was lucky my my brother and dad were big sport fans that's where i really got it from them and my dad worked in a bowling center for 14 years so that that helped get me going on on the bowling end of it but we used to go up there on friday uh, go to Friday night game, stay at my uncle's house, go to Saturday afternoon game, <clears throat> stay at my uncle's house, go mm-hmm. to the Sunday doubleheader. Four games, three days for kids playing the league baseball, that that was a treat. <laughs> but uh, you, you don't see that without the uh, scheduled doubleheaders anymore. Okay, so I, I do have to ask you because, like I said, you you are – you can be very critical when you, when, you know, you, <laughs> you, you, you speak your mind very well. What is your impression so far with Scott Harris and what he's doing with the Tigers? And how long is the rebuild going to continue in your mind? Well, I know that he's got great, great credentials and everything. And he's made a couple of, uh, got some, rid of some dead wood, which is good. I'm not so sure about the signing uh, of, um, the little lefty, I can't think of his name right now. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah, uh, um, yeah. He he's a retread. Yeah, re- retread. They gave him ten million dollars for one year. I thought they could have probably done that for one million. <laughs> That's what I think. But I think that, that that he's probably got some good ideas. It's really too early to tell what what's going to happen. But he is making some moves, and that's a good sign. Um, that that's the only thing I would have disagree with that he's done so far is really signing uh, Boyd. Is it Boyd? Matthew Boyd? Matthew that, that's Boyd? Matthew the Boyd. retread. That's the well, retread in question. Well, here, here's here's the thing with him. We we've seen that. Speak of seeing seeing acts before. We've seen that act before, and his lifetime record is like thirty eight and sixty two, and twice led to majors in home runs given up, and right. uh, ERA over four. I mean, I don't see a lot of blue sky with that unless he's changed completely when he was in the minors with the other team, but. But anyway, um, I, I'm hoping for for good things. I give the guy I give the guy a break for now. Uh, just now, this is the last thing I'll say about the Tigers. I'm not a huge fan of AJ Hinch. <laughs> I think AJ Hinch is, was a 
kind of a phantom manager down in Houston. He had all stars thrown in through the through the um, lineup, and then he had that little signal stealing scheme that made him pretty invincible at home. And now he's he's at a team where you got to have some coaching done. I had some coaching done. Yeah, that was that was the the signal there in, in right, Houston, yeah, right? <laughs> Banging the trash can, but but uh, in anyway, even as as bad as the Tigers were as far as personnel and stuff last year, any manager that has a team that loses or um, gets shut out twenty one times, the, there needs to be some coaching done. His coaches need to hit the coach the hitters. He needs to coach the hitters. They need to do something. They need to have a come to Jesus meeting in the clubhouse, something like that. And I've never seen that through Hinch. Well, this is Mickey's last year. I why not keep him on as a hitting coach? My goodness, he's yeah three hundred. Yep. Yeah, he's he three ten lifetime. Yeah, obviously, five hundred home runs. Hello, why not? Why not keep him on as a hitting coach? No brainer. I know. I, I, I think well, so too. Tell that. Tell that to Mister. Um, Mister. Um, right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take that up for, said, with, said, with him Jesus when he returns. I just sent Jesus Jones to him right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Carolyn, what's your closing thoughts? This is a, a fun but slow time in sports, but it's things are coming together with basketball. We've got mm-hmm. football. We've got hockey. Some of my best work during this time and most fun. Go Broncos. Go. And that's why I brought Georgia in, you know, because it's a little bit of a slower time and we can kind of, you know, get go a little bit of everything court, going. Off course a little bit and, and get into something that all three of us have been involved That's in. That's right. So, and, and now people knew there used to be Bronco bowling, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you didn't, go. now you do. Yeah. <laughs> George Painish, thank you for coming in, Carolyn, again. Thanks. Always. Um, I do have news. Next week, Jordan is back. Woo! So, um, next Wednesday, when we cut the podcast, it will be back to him and me. And security will be back in the building because... <laughs> You'll we, need it. Yeah. We go. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Bronco Nation proudly brought to you by Sweetwater's Donut Mill, making mornings better through the power of donuts. Sweetwater's with three locations in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek. Donut, make you smile. Stop it. <laughs> I want the, look, someone, I didn't write this. <laughs> someone's got to laugh at his jokes. And also brought to you by Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care with locations in Kalamazoo and Portage and in Mishawaka. I'm saying. Mm. And also, um, also there is a I saw I saw a location on State Road 933, uh, just south of the Michigan Indiana line, uh, towards South Bend. Shop our online coupons and tire rebates at ZolmanTire.com. For George and Carolyn, I'm Jim. Thank you both for coming in. It's been fun. Thanks. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.